Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Priest. This has come out of my people. This is December 17th, 2017. And we are exiting this year, going into another year, 2018. And it is our hopes that 2018 will be better for many of us than 2017 has been. Today's topic is All Hail the Almighty Bitcoin. And I decided to speak on this topic because Bitcoin seems to be trending, I guess you could say. It seems to be what's in the forefront of most people's minds. I just heard Brother Ramya enter the line. Brother Ramya, what are what are you have you been hearing about Bitcoin? Well, you have a lot of uh, people that were saying about the Bitcoin is the new uh, the new Fortune uh, 500. Uh, it's like a lottery ticket um, that most people are actually going towards. It's a new currency that most people are going after, saying that uh, it's going to be worth so much money. Um, in the near future, and from what people was pitting out there is uh the stock market uh is on uh for the bitcoin is actually going up now yeah thank you, brother. Is anybody else on the line that's heard anything about Bitcoin that you can share with us briefly? Shalom, sister Anisha foreign on the record. Um, Bitcoin, very, very, very interesting uh, because I understand, Brother Priest, that you've known about the cryptocurrency and different cryptocurrencies for about a decade now. I was hearing about Bitcoin about four years ago, about four, three, four years ago, and I started looking into it, and they were saying, this is the new craze, and we have this, you know, new coin, this new currency, cryptocurrency coming out of India. And um, my understanding when I first started reading about it that it was supposed to be backed by some of India's actual raw, you know, minerals, materials, and that the international bankers were basically trying to stop it because they weren't able to have their foothold in on it. But then as time progressed, I started seeing these different articles about how people that are in corrupt industries were using the Bitcoin as a means to basically wash their money. 
and there were a lot of traders, Bitcoin traders, that were being indicted because of this money laundering. Fast forward to now 2017, uh, going into 2018, you see this Bitcoin craze hitting social media, and everybody is like, you've got to get in, you better get in. And I kind of, uh, or um, I was going to say attribute, I kind of attribute the Bitcoins to like Chunky Cheese coins. Because there's only certain things that you can purchase with these coins that they allow you to. And the people that got in early and the people that really made the profit, when they go to actually cash out these coins, they still have difficulty cashing them out. But because they bought in such large quantities, and if I'm not mistaken, a Bitcoin is going for like thirteen or 14000 a coin, you know, because they bought in such large quantities and, you know, had such a big margin, they're able to cash out with those that are crowdfunding, especially within the Negro community, because how many of us actually have that amount of money liquid to go throw into a coin, you know? So my concern is when you're looking at people that uh, are not that affluent and they're looking at means like crowdfunding for everybody to pull their resources together to just buy a few coins, and then you're going to have difficulty, even if you can, cashing out the little that you put in, it's not really a win-win situation, especially for Negro people. Um, and I could go on further, but that's my thought process in, in regards to Bitcoin, and I yield, sir. Thank you, sister. Very, very well put. Well, as the sister was saying, I have been following Bitcoin for almost 10 years. Bitcoin is not exactly 10 years old yet. And I would think that most of the information about Bitcoin and the knowledge of it has escaped most of the people that believe that they're going to get rich off of this. So I'm going to just tell you um, how I stumbled across Bitcoin. First of all, you must understand that I do coding. I do website coding. So I started off with HTML back in 1996. So, which is really when that all, when it all really began. Um, it was really in 1996, 97 time. Before then, it, the internet was brand new in 96 and 97 to the public. Before it was like an intranet. It was just being used by governments and stuff like that, and it was all, it wasn't like connected to the World Wide Web. So anyway, um, I was studying with a group of brothers, and we were studying law and these different things, and we're talking 2007 now, and going into 2008. And then I was inspired because of what had hit. I was also in the... Um, real estate world, I was doing real estate investing, and right when 2008 hit, the market went crazy. 
uh, banks start pulling. Well, I'm from Detroit. I was living in Detroit, Michigan, and banks started pulling out of Michigan, and they were shutting down. They were shutting down loans. They were not doing any more loans in Michigan in like late 2007. So I started investigating something that I had learned from a said sovereign patriot named Johnny Liberty. And I was on to Johnny Liberty. I was really into some of the stuff he was saying. I would say maybe 93, 94, something around that time. And I really enjoyed Johnny Liberty. Now he's, he's German Jewish. Um, I believe, and he's he no longer goes by Johnny Liberty, but I was young, I was you know new to all of this, and so I was you know really fascinated with it, and it was Johnny Liberty and a couple of other Caucasian, what is it, Gene Keaton, um, I think it was that were mentioning these more that they learned from these more. And that's a whole other issue. But I just want to set this up in your mind so what, when I, what I'm about to speak about, it won't be um, so mysterious to you how I'm able to understand this. So Johnny Liberty talked about during the Great Depression how a bunch of communities started to create their own independent currencies. So hearing him say that sparked that in my mind, hey, we can do our own independent currency, and we need to do that because this is getting really tight out here. I was already successful in real estate, and the real estate market was being squozen in, in Michigan, and I already understood commerce and negotiable instruments through real estate. So once I examined what he was talking about, I found that there are several communities all across the country that operate in independent currencies already. Now, you got to listen to me because when I'm leading this, you better pay attention, pay close attention. They're already operating in independent currencies and have been since the 1930s. And their communities that have kept this thing going. There's one in New York and New Jersey area. I, I can't exactly remember the name of it, but I've spoken on it in the past. I think it's it's um, called an hour, H-O-U-R. Um, there's the, in, in Michigan, there's Bay Bucks in Bay City, Michigan. Um, there's the Ithaca. I think that might be in New York also. Ithaca. These are independent currencies. So I started investigating those things, and I wanted to find out how they worked. Um, from there, I was led to this technology called LETS, L-E-T-S. And from there, which which is still the system of LETS is still being used. It's local exchange um, trading system, I believe it is. 
from there, the system is being used, but they had a software technology that was being used at that time. And since then, uh, the technology, the software has not been updated in several years. So it's basically, they don't use the software any longer. They use the system. Then I found time banks. Now I'm doing all this investigation. This is 07 this time. Then I found uh, trade dollars. Now a, a friend of mine, or at least a former friend of mine, I haven't spoken with him in probably eight years or so. Um, he was in a trade dollar uh, club, and they were trading. They tr they have an independent currency, trade dollars, and their trade dollar clubs all over the country, and the bulk of people do not even know these things exist. And so he him having a he had an independent business. He has his own business. He still has it, uh, which is he started off with a um, CD and DVD duplication business. Then he moved more towards a Kinko's like. Business where he did all the all the printing. He had five storefronts. This is a, one of my closest friends now, and he was into the trade dollars. He had a trade dollar card, and he would trade uh, time. Uh, he uh, as far as he might do something for someone, do a project for someone, and in exchange, he gets these trade dollars back. He would go to the best restaurants, the best hotels, and all of this from this trade network. So now at that time, I'm witnessing somebody that's a close friend of mine that I know is operating legally with an independent currency. So my mind was already set that I know that this is possible, I know that it can be done, and I know that it needs to be done. I went on further to investigate that all of your local banks all honor local, independent, and private currencies. The same Bank of America that you go to or whatever bank you go to, they are trained to be able to deal with local and independent currencies. They're not going to tell you about it, obviously. They don't have um, stuff displayed about it. And I found out how... These people will go to to one of these local banks, national banks and, uh, and smaller local banks, and trade in their Federal Reserve notes for their own independent currency. This has been going on for since the 30s. Now, how many of us have heard of this type of information? So now all of a sudden, here comes Bitcoin. Now, mind you, when I was doing this, there was no Bitcoin. People think, I don't know what people think when Bitcoin came, but I'm going to tell you when it came. I'm going to tell you who the origin of it or where the origin of it is. So now as my mind is there and I'm starting to pull all these things together, the let's technology, the trading on dollars technology. Remember, I'm an HTML coder at the time. So I'm starting to figure out how all of this thing was working. Then I started to see that they have several 
softwares and websites that you use every day and don't even know that those same uh, softwares will take independent currency. And it was fascinating to me. Let's say, you know, when you go to a website and then you purchase something and then they ask you to pay and you use a credit card or whatever. Okay. What we don't know is that a lot of those websites will take independent currencies. So I started to create a website. I made a website using the same technology, and I'm talking about in 07, using the same technology that allowed to introduce your own independent currency and you can do your own banking and trading right on the web just like everybody else. So I created it, took it further, created an actual uh, uh, fiat, for lack of a better way to explain it, that I printed it out, had uh, had it printed out so that we were going to, we were using it now. I used it a couple of times in Detroit amongst a small group of people. And we used to trade things and we used to use this particular form of currency as um, trade receipts. Okay. Now, well, trade receipts in like negotiable instruments or non-negotiable instruments in the form of checks. They will be equivalent to like a check. Okay. Now, that's where my knowledge base has been. And this is before Bitcoin, so you have to understand what I'm saying because what I'm trying to set up here is so you can see why I am going to be able to speak on Bitcoin like I can. Now, all of a sudden, maybe, maybe uh, late 2008, so we're talking maybe eight, nine months later after I've already been into this thing for a year prior to that and really into this independent currency thing. All of a sudden, and I was connected with all these forums online and all these independent um, forums and all this, and all of a sudden here comes some um, thing where somebody put out about a... If you all remember, you all remember uh, Napster, peer-to-peer, that's what it was. It was a peer-to-peer currency. This is the origin of the Bitcoin. Somebody put out uh, uh, on forums that there was this peer-to-peer currency called Bitcoin. Now, at that time, this is like late... 2008, it was just being talked about. It had not been this. The, the, whoever was writing this was was talking about this um, amongst uh, electronic currency software designers. So if you weren't into 
uh, coding and all that stuff, you wouldn't even know that this conversation was going on. I just happened to be into that. Okay, so now this this peer to peer currency, and at the time there was Emule, LimeWire, Napster had been taken down, but the, the the but the Napster effect was was still carrying on. It went from music to software, so the music was being traded um, like peer to peer type of technology. Then it went to software. And the software was being traded like peer-to-peer technology. And then it uh, went from the peer-to-peer technology on trading software like through eMule, eDonkey, LimeWire. Then now what is it? Uh, what is it called? Man, I haven't done it in so long. I used to use BitComet. Anybody familiar with BitComet or... I forget what the terminology that you use to uh, trade. Oh, I can't remember the the name of it, but BitComet. Okay, BitComet is is like a peer-to-peer trading. So if anybody has anything in their computer um, that could be traded, you could go through some technology like BitComet which is like a gateway, and you can log directly to that computer peer-to-peer and and download it to your computer. And if several people have it all over the country or all over the world, you can take bits and pieces from their um, software and download it into yours. All right, so this is pre-Bitcoin. Now, whoever releases this statement in these forums talking about this peer-to-peer currency got the attention of all of those who were in those forums in the electronic e-commerce field, coders and all of that, got everybody's attention, which is not a very large community, but it's large enough to say that, of course, that was some type of excitement. Now, Bitcoin did not officially come out I want to say January maybe of 2009. So Bitcoin is not even 10 years old yet. So you got to hear me. The guy that the guy or group of people that created Bitcoin is unknown. So an alleged individual of whom they claim created the Bitcoin peer-to-peer technology. Uh, forgive me, I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Um, Sat- so, Sat- Satoshi Nakamoto. Satoshi Nakamoto. They say he's the guy that created the Bitcoin technology, but in reality, most of the people that were there in the beginning, like I was, nobody believed that that's an actual individual. Most people believe that it's a group of people operating through that name, Satoshi Nakamoto. Bitcoin started their first website, which I think was bitcoin.org maybe, 
which gave you hints that this was an organization of people rather than an individual who formulated this um, Bitcoin technology. That, I needed to lay that foundation so you can understand that I've been in this from the very beginning. I've been following this thing from the very beginning. Hopefully that's clear. Now, 2009, I'm already a year or so into independent currency and actually had a website set up and everything strictly for that to be trading amongst our people privately. Now, Bitcoin hits and, of course, it's drawing everybody's attention that's in this field, that's in e-commerce, that's, that's, excuse me, e-commerce, that's in the, uh, the coders world. It's drawing everybody's attention and my attention was drawn as well. So I'm following it, investigating it, and from the very beginning, there was some security issues that everybody was concerned about, and the technology just kept on being um, traded. Well, let me put it this way. They put it out on the Internet as open source technology, meaning the foundation of the technology you anybody can get and use for themselves. you got to hear me. The technology itself, anybody can take, the Bitcoin technology and use it for yourself. That's important to remember. Additionally, because anybody can use this technology because it's open source, that means people can take it, alter it, make it better, and do whatever they want to with it. And that is what is leading up to where we are today. Now, people have taken the original Bitcoin technology and they started calling this cryptocurrency. So the original Bitcoin technology and the name Bitcoin is really synonymous with cryptocurrency, for the best of my knowledge, with cryptocurrency itself. Okay, now what has happened is when you hear people talking about Bitcoin, you're really hearing them talk about the technology. So a lot of companies are, are jump, have jumped on board and saw that the technology itself has value. So now all these companies are springing up calling itself Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that, BitWallet, Bit whatever. All of these companies have jumped on board. And mind you, they went right on the Internet, they downloaded that, that code, that open source code, and they made something themselves out of it. So now everybody thinks that what these people are raving about is the original Bitcoin technology, which is true, but it's not the original Bitcoin technology that the people are participating with. They're participating with the altered version of the original source code. Now, here's where the dangerous part comes in. Now, this is called all hell, almighty Bitcoin, because what has happened? 
too many people are acting as though the what they're pushing as Bitcoin is some type of savior for this planet Earth. To the point where one of our brothers, diplomatic officer Robert, reported he saw on the internet where some guy writes he's going to start playing to Bitcoin rather than to God. Brother EK, are you there? I'm here, brother. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, this is the next, this is the current idol god of the people. Um, topic, all hell, almighty Bitcoin, everybody sort of, see, this is what happens when people don't do their research and they start to rant and rave without actual facts and not understanding the timeline and the progression of how certain of these things kind of happen and take place. And it's almost like when you were speaking on that, because I did just a little bit of research on the whole Bitcoin thing, and then the quote-unquote people that are behind the, the, the group, the the people that, that that name that you had mentioned, I can't pronounce it, unfortunately. But when I saw it the first time, I said, wow, wait a second, like, could it be that, because I think they're based out of Japan, and could it be that the technology that they're using to develop this whole Bitcoin situation, so to speak, could that be that since they know, or maybe I'm just speaking out loud, but they could just say, well, maybe understanding the whole independent currency, being able to do it yourself, maybe they say, you know, maybe we can do Maybe we could just create our own independent currency and circulate it amongst ourselves and have it trade on the internet. So the fact that the technology that people have been able to sort of, you know, analyze and study, so to speak, they jump in on it and then they start to create all of these different notions about how this is Bitcoin, this Bitcoin, that. But in reality, it's more about, you know, understanding like, okay, this all is going back to how we've been talking to nation about how commerce affects a lot of the things that we do in our lives. So it's like only bodies of people can trade amongst each other. So could it just be that the people that was developing this technology, which these people based out of Japan, quote-unquote, unless people who were participating in the progression of how cryptocurrency came to be would only know that, but those people in that time period were saying, well, maybe we can create our own independent currency and trade amongst ourselves because who knows? Maybe they had some foresight about the dollar not being as good as it's going to become in, 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 in the near future. So could it be that they're also prepping themselves to be on this wavelength? So but fast forward to 2017, because people hear about Bitcoin, 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 but that doesn't mean that you yourself individually could potentially benefit from it if you didn't do your own proper research or your due diligence. And also seeing as though that if one was not into cryptocurrency technology when it was in its early development stages, you wouldn't necessarily understand why it's being worked the way it really works in modern times, so to speak. So 
it's it's people don't reason with reality and facts. That's what leads to this idolatrous mindset that our people get suckered into, unfortunately. Now, that doesn't mean that the quote-unquote Bitcoin itself may not have benefits in of itself, but it's, like you mentioned, it's the technology that's behind that. So anybody could say, anybody could name it. It didn't, let's say, for example, it didn't have to be Bitcoin. What if it was just another name? It still carried the same phenomenon. But because of the technology that's behind it that's giving way to the name Bitcoin, this is where people are misinformed about that. So that's why it's so critical that the research be done and understanding the timeline, understanding progression, because this is something that if people just keep getting suckered into, particularly our people about all these different things, it's like you're kind of missing the boat. And this is why, like, if people jump in on this type of opportunities, quote-unquote, they'll find that, well, since everybody's doing I don't want to, you know, I want to keep up with the Joneses, but then you find out that you may not be necessarily financially capable of even making those kind of investments. So this is why it's like people shouldn't be so quick and so adamant about uh, trying to figure out, like, yeah, I want to get on this Bitcoin. I want to get on this Bitcoin. Like, you have to do your proper due diligence first before you can even start making those kind of decisions. So, um, yeah, but I think, you know, the topic fits well with that whole thing because, you know, people got to just take heed to what's going on, not you. Thank you for that, brother. So the people have been pitching. There's all of these um, companies and groups, and everybody's pushing. Get you some, get you some Bitcoin. You're gonna get rich off of Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Listen, I've been following this since day one. I don't know of anybody that has gotten rich off of Bitcoin. I know of somebody that I read about recently being a quote-unquote Bitcoin millionaire, and I'm presently in, in the Austin, Texas area, and there are several places that take Bitcoin and have been taking Bitcoin probably five years um, or more, maybe. But I don't know anyone that has gotten rich off of Bitcoin. The Bitcoin technology still to this very day is not as secure as it needs to be. It's not totally secure like like they're pushing on people that it is, but yet you have a whole, forgive the technology, black terminology, black market for Bitcoin bank robbers, Bitcoin hackers who who understand the weaknesses of the software and the technology itself and the coding, and they have plotted since day one that if this thing started to rise, you you know because there's always hackers that are like that in the cold world when you're doing website coding, <clears throat> excuse me, they've been plotting since day one. I pulled some articles that are talking about it. Here's one 
written by, I'm not going to read the whole thing, I'm just going to tell you the title. Armed Robbers Steal $1.8 Million Worth of Cryptocurrency. This is on Yahoo. They're telling you every day that this stuff is not as safe as you think it is. Point out, I'm not saying people are not making money off of Bitcoin. I'm, I'm saying they're not making a whole lot of money. And they're selling you, there's these different offshoot companies that are selling you these fantasies that, hey, come invest in this new God that we have called Bitcoin, and this God is going to bless you. You're going to be a millionaire. So you should be supporting Bitcoin. And again, they're not talking about the original current, the original um, source code. They're usually talking about they're trying to peddle their offshoot of the code, which is even less secure. Now, if you know anything about the internet and its origins, the internet actually started in America, North America to be specific. It wasn't created by somebody. Well, I don't know if this individual created it in North America, but there's a, a brother from Nigeria who actually created the original Internet technology. Mm-hmm. Now, it was just like everything else they do in America. <laughs> Some Negro created it. Some said minority has created it, and then they take credit for it. Well, they just took the idea and the technology and just blew it up, okay? And with everything they do, you you have to know that there's signs and symbols that they use. And the signs and symbols are for the conscious mind. And the signs and symbols are for those who are aware. And the signs and symbols are supposed to tell you exactly what you are dealing with. So if you have a positive mind, but you're awake, and you're on a truth-seeking path, you're on a truly positive spiritual path, I don't care what you call it, but if you're on a truly spiritual path, positive path, the signs and symbols for the conscious mind should alert your mind and wake you up to where you can read the symbols. Not educated guesses. I'm talking about based on the knowledge of what you have been trained and studying, trained in and studying with. So look, America gets his hands on it. And then you have to look for signs and symbols to tell you the spirit behind the origin of these creations. The World Wide Web. 
the web worldwide. The master card. The symbol for the master card is a symbol of the whole globe, the whole earth, telling you who the new master will be. The visa, the symbol of these, how can I say, doves, the Apple technology is an apple with a bite in it. What does that tell you? So the other day, I guess it might have been a week or so ago, one of our brothers in the nation, Minister Shedrick, says to me or says to us on the line, Bitcoin comes from a Hebrew word that he found. He was looking it up. And how this Hebrew word for Bitcoin means in God we trust. And how Bitcoin means in God we trust. Now, what I'm going to say about this Some of those listening may not understand. You might have to look some of these terms up, but look. Bitcoin is said to be started in Japan by someone named Satoshi Nakamoto. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Bitcoin was founded at bitcoin.org so the the origins of this technology most of the people that particularly when I was around there all think that it's not really just one guy it was a collective of guys and they created this name to make it like it is one individual so now this one individual who's created this technology is supposed to save the world. When really, it's probably a group of people behind it. And they give credit to it being in Japan, but you better remember something. The U.S. pays reparations to Japan and they are in contract with Japan. Now, this word, well, one word in, in, a, in one of the forms of dialect of the Hebrew tongue, I'm going to say it how you would say it in English, like bitacon, B-I-T-A-C-H-O-N. Now here, this mysterious one guy 
who nobody knows his origin, created something that's supposed to save the world in the form of a money that is a one-world currency. So they're pushing a one-world currency as a savior for the economic future of this earth. And if you have ever been to church, if you've ever been around any um, uh, religious people at all, you always hear them talking about the forthcoming uh, one world government, one world religion, one world monetary system. Where in fact, the one world government has already been in place. It's called the United Nations. The one world religion has already been in place. It's really uh, mythology and the idea of what they're claiming to be their Jesus. So you can take the face away from Jesus and put it on anybody. This mythical origin of this this guy that you can't even pinpoint did something to save the world. And now they're doing the same type of thinking, pushing it towards this one world currency. And now they're talking about how it's supposed to be regulated by the United States again. They're supposed to step in and try to regulate. And all the countries all over the earth are all trying to follow suit. Now, look, Bitcoin technology is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. These offshoot companies are robbing people and lying to people. They're telling you you're going to make 2,000% profits in, in 14 days, which is mathematically impossible. You can make some money. I know people, including myself, that have made a few dollars off of Bitcoin. But don't go into this thing thinking that it's going to be your million-dollar ticket. Bitcoin, as a couple of days ago, one Bitcoin was worth um, $10,000. The sister said she saw it at twelve or 13000 Who has twelve dollars or $13,000 to put down on one Bitcoin? Does ask yourself, does that Bitcoin that you paid thirteen thousand dollars for have the spending and buying power outside of the Bitcoin world itself to purchase some of the very essential things that you need? And what is the actual value of it? Because if it takes you, listen, I know back in 08, I went and purchased um, silver coinage. One Federal Reserve note, excuse me, one silver dollar was worth 15 Federal Reserve notes when I purchased them. That has shot up and went down, up and down since then. I've seen it as high as $100. I've seen it as $55 in Federal Reserve notes for one 
$1 silver coin, and I've seen it fluctuate. But that is by far a more trusted and safer investment. I'm not saying don't um, peek into Bitcoin. And like I'm telling you, I've done it. So I'm not saying that. I'm saying we got to watch whenever somebody is bringing up some type of new savior this or that and getting you to flush all your money on it. And I've known people, I've known more people personally. I'm talking about people I personally know. I know more people that have lost money dealing with one of these offshoot Bitcoin companies than those who have actually made money. You all got to watch out for every time they come up with this, follow this, follow that. They're trying to get you to put your whole life's worship into some type of new thing. Here they're trying to do it with Bitcoin. I could say a whole lot more, but this is what I'm going to say to you. Bit. Coin. The word coin goes with the word coin. C, well, I'll, I'll spell it in English. K-O-C-H-E-N. That's one way you can spell it. A Cohen in different um, countries is actually a priest. And Bit Cohen being Bitecon in God we trust is a trust in and of itself. So it would make sense that the origin of a bit coin may be a group of people who came together as an organization, bitcoin.org, and created this technology and founded it upon a private trust organization. So whenever you see on the dollar bill in God we trust, you're thinking that it's talking about the creator. The, your mind is focused on the creator, not realizing that it's talking about the formation of an actual trust. And this trust, being a private trust, has a designated posterity to inherit the wealth and the foundation of what it is built upon. So what am I saying here? Let's say you establish a trust, right? And you name beneficiaries, which are going to be your offspring, your children. Naturally. And you share this 
and it acquires land. So the land that the trust acquires, who is it going to be inherited by? Your offspring, your children. Who is going to inherit that wealth? Your offspring, your children. Now, now ask yourself if you have a business, a business. Let's say Microsoft. You have Microsoft, Bill Gates. Do you really believe that the Microsoft company, corporation or whatever, is going to be inherited by some Negroes that are the janitors in the building? So when you expand, expand your mind and your view and you see that, wait a minute, if they set up a trust, there's no different than set up in a business, setting up a business. The business has in, inheritors or beneficiaries no different than a trust has beneficiaries. So the original trust that was set up to build the United States of America and build the Federal, well, the Federal Reserve Note Exchange that they had to take because the international bankers got them enslaved, they did not intend at all for the janitors, the garbage collectors, the nannies, they didn't intend on them to inherit their wealth. Yes, sir. So now here comes this savior, Bitcoin. And now they got everybody thinking that this is the Jesus that's going to save the whole world. Here's the one thing we have to understand. As I started this off saying that they've been doing this independent currency the whole time. And everybody's flocking to Bitcoin, but you're not really flocking to Bitcoin. You're flocking to Bitcoin offshoots and swindlers. You're flocking to Bitcoin charlatans who are promising you immediate uh, returns on your investment that are supposed to come in in two weeks. You're supposed to double, triple, and, and quadruple your money when mathematically that's impossible. It's okay, brothers and sisters, to deal with Bitcoin. But don't get caught. And what is actually going on? not dealing directly with Bitcoin when you start putting all that money into these offshoot companies. It's like they're trying to broker their deals. That's what's happening. So where you have a deregulated currency, you have a deregulated um, middleman, then what do you think is going to happen? And the technology is not really 100% secure. You're going to have plenty of bank robbers, plenty of charlatans and thieves. So you have to take your time and don't get caught up in this spell of trying to worship Bitcoin as though it's your savior. All you've ever had to do was get together with your group of people, with your, with your independent group, and operate independently in commerce. I don't know if you got anything out of this, but I hope you hear me. Brothers and sisters, those of you in the nation, we're going to meet briefly on our private line. 
our fellowship line in about five minutes. Those of you who are um, maybe listening in for the first time to us, thank you all for listening. I hope you'll be back here again with us next week. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Shalom. Shalom. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.